0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus prayed, I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them. And know in truth that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, Protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves." I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, so that they also may be sanctified in truth. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mrs. Crisco woke up in the middle of the night. She had gone to bed feeling fine, but in the middle of the night, she woke up with an intense pain in her abdomen. She couldn't figure out what this was, but it was so intense that she had to bolt out of bed. She was holding her stomach and the pain was such that she felt like she really just wanted to die so that it could be ended. And as she was experiencing this intense pain, suddenly to her mind was brought the name of her former paper boy, Ronnie. Now, Ronnie was a little boy who had, you know, delivered her paper, whom she had invited in uh, for treats throughout, you know, the years that he had delivered the paper, and As the years had gone by, they had formed a a little bit of a connection to each other. And uh, when he was preparing to go to war in Vietnam, she told him, I will be praying for you. And Ronnie had said, well, that's very nice. Thank you. Uh, And she said, no, I will be praying for you. And so it was this night that Ronnie, for whom she had been praying, was on her mind In the midst of this intense pain she was experiencing, she felt that there was a need for her to give intense prayer for Ronnie. As day came on, she felt the pain subside, and it was nothing but a bad memory. She continued to pray for Ronnie, but... Uh, As months went on, it just was something that she wondered about. Some months later, uh, Ronnie uh, now came home from Vietnam. She heard the news. She called him over to her house. uh, And he was kind of reluctant to go. Didn't really feel like seeing anybody after his experiences in Vietnam, but he went And they visited for a little while. And then she asked him, Ronnie, I had this experience some months ago. And she related to him this story. She said, do you have any idea what it could mean? See, that very night that she had experienced that pain, Ronnie himself, Ron, a soldier uh, in Vietnam, had experienced an intense battle. He had gone in with his troop of about 200 men. They had been repulsed. They were ordered to retake a hill. They went up there. They were surrounded. They retreated. They found shelter, such as it was, in a swamp that doubled as a latrine for the Viet Cong that had positions on the hill. They were sick. They were wounded. They were exhausted and they were being surrounded. So the leaders of their troop said, we'll hold them off. They gave all of their weapons to their two leaders, and they were ordered to take the wounded as best they could back to camp. Rani made his way in the utter darkness of the jungle, and as he went, every step took everything in him. He was exhausted He was in pain, more pain than he had ever experienced in his life. He was sick, and he wondered, could he go on? He wanted really just to lay down and die. But something inside of him kept him going. Something outside of him kept him going. He couldn't explain it, but he took one step after another, and eventually... Sometime after day broke, they made their way back to the relative safety of their camp. Ronnie shared the story with Mrs. Crisco, and they realized that something mysterious had happened. Mrs. Crisco knew what it was it was the power of God made active through her prayer. Ronnie wasn't so sure, he wasn't a Christian and wouldn't be for some years later. And yet he remembered this experience related to him from Mrs. Crisco. The power of prayer. He later came to realize that he was the person he was because of her prayer. He was alive because of her prayer. And indeed, some years later, he did become a Christian. My Uncle Ron told this story to us. And it's an amazing story of the power of prayer. We all are who we are today because someone prayed for us. We have had the experience, perhaps you've talked to someone or known it yourself, of Being in a position, maybe it is an illness or a surgery and people are praying for you. I've talked to members of the congregation who say, Pastor, I can feel the prayers working. They would testify that they are who they are because of the prayers. It's a humbling thing to be prayed for and to know this experience of prayer being manifest in your life. I experienced this humbling thing myself. Uh, Around the time Corey and I were married, I had a conversation with Corey's mom and grandmother and found out that they had been praying for me for decades. (laughs) 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 They, uh, They didn't know my name, but they had been praying for a husband who would love their precious Corey. It was humbling to be told that I was the answer to their prayers. It is humbling to know that people are praying for you. And though we had never met until some years later, they had been praying for me, and I say that those prayers helped to make me who I am, a husband fit to be the a man fit to be husband to Corey. Prayer has made you who you are today. The prayers of others have made you who you are today. In our gospel lesson today, we hear how Jesus himself in the night in which he was betrayed, prayed for you. Yes, we know uh, you can go into the chapel and see the picture of Jesus at prayer in the garden. And he there, we remember, prayed, Father, uh, if possible, remove this cup from me, but not my will, but yours be done. So yes, he prayed for himself in the night in which he was betrayed, but he also prayed for you. Before he ever got to the garden, as John's gospel records, he prayed a detailed prayer for you in that night of his suffering and betrayal. Jesus prayed specifically for your protection and for your sanctification. He prayed that you would be protected from this world This world in which we live, this world though in which we of of which we are not really belonging. You know this world into which we are sent as his ambassadors, like sheep among wolves, this world which has no love for us even as it hated him, the world which God loves such that he gave his son for its salvation. Jesus prayed for our protection from this world. He prayed for our protection from the evil one, Satan, the devil, under whose power this world lies, the one who prowls like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It is for this protection that Jesus prayed and teaches us to pray Rescue us from the evil one or deliver us from evil. The values of this world and of the devil are diametrically opposed to the kingdom of God. Love of self, the worship of power, the idolatry of fear. They are not compatible with the values of the one who confesses Jesus as Lord. And for this reason, the world places a target on our back. Even so, we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil because Jesus is with us. We can sit at a table in the presence of our enemies and have no fear. We can feast knowing that our good shepherd is watching over us. In the words of the Lutheran troubadours lost and found, oh them lions, they can eat my body, but they cannot swallow my soul. No, no, no. What gives Christians such confidence to have no fear, even in the presence of death and all our enemies? Faith. Faith. Faith does this, based on the words, the promises of God. Jesus prayed for our protection, and his prayer, it will not and it cannot fail. Jesus prayed for our protection, and we are who we are today, safe and secure from all alarms, as the old hymn says, because Jesus prayed for us. Jesus also prayed for our sanctification. Now that's a 25 cent theological word for to be made holy. Jesus prayed that you would be made holy even as God himself is holy. This is a theme written throughout scripture. God's will for us is that we would be holy And as we listen to Jesus' prayer, we hear that holiness is defined according to God's word, not according to whatever standards we might come up with. And that's important because you might have noticed humans are pretty adept at defining holiness according to our own terms. We come up with the category of saint and sinner. And isn't it funny how when we Categorize people in this way we always end up in the category of saint <laughs> we can come up with any criteria by which we judge someone to be holy, right, acceptable, pure whether someone wears a mask or whether they don't whether they vote blue or wear a red MAGA hat or don't vote at all whether someone is vaccinated or not vaccinated. We'll come up with all kinds of ways to determine whether someone is holy, acceptable, pure. But Jesus defines holiness in a completely different way. It's according to God's word. God judges holiness by that standard alone. So it is that Jesus teaches us to pray, hallowed be thy name, a prayer that God's name would be holy in and among us. And Luther writes in the small catechism, this happens when the word of God is taught clearly and purely among us, and we as God's children also live holy lives according to God's word. Brothers and sisters, Saints in the Lord, you are who you are today. Holy ones, because Jesus prayed that you would be holy, even as he is holy. Jesus' prayer did not fail. He prayed this prayer in the night in which he was betrayed, remember? By that time, the next day, Jesus would be buried, having died on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. Your sins, nailed to the cross with him, bled and died for by him, are washed away when you were joined to his death and resurrection in the waters of baptism. There you were made a saint." a holy one of God, not according to this world's standards or even your own standards, according to God's standards. You are a saint. By the grace of God, you are who you are today because Jesus interceded for you not only with his prayers, his words, but with his very body on the cross. Unlike the pseudo holiness of the world, the true holiness of God is nothing in which we can boast of, save to the glory of God Himself. You are a saint, made holy by the blood of Jesus. Now, what do saints do? Saints pray, among other things. And so Jesus sends out his holy ones to be his ambassadors in this world like sheep among the wolves, but watched over by the protection of the good shepherd. And when we go out into this world, we pray for our neighbors. We pray and God knows what they will become through our prayers. See, we are all who we are today because someone prayed for us. Who will your neighbor be because of the prayer you pray for them today? In the name of Jesus, amen.